0: You wanna see a mock draft where Shea Gildas alexander goes at pick number four? Well, that's what I'm gonna do here. 12 teams, nine categories. It's a mock draft coming up. Michael Bolton? Are you there? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are locked on fantasy basketball. Your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd, and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. You can find me on Twitter, as always, at redrock underscore b ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b ball, and on Instagram at locked Today's episode is brought to you by Fanjill Sportsbook, official sportsbook of locked on. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit fanjill.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making locked on fantasy basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. Okay. We've got a mock draft here, we are picking a pick four. So we've done pick one, Jokic, pick two is Embiid. I went with Halliburton at three. You can take Halliburton at three, you don't have to. You can take Shea there. You can take anybody else there if you want. Honestly, as I've said many, many times, what you do with that first pick, as long as it's within reason, it doesn't screw you up. It's what you do afterwards and how you make those moves later on that has more impact. So you might not want to take Halliburton at three. Cool, good for you. You don't have to do it. And you might not want to take Shea at four, like I'm going to do in this one. And you'll be saying, where's Luka? The reason I am not taking Luka Doncic at number three is not because of, um, you know, well, it's a nine-cat league and he's never been a top 15 player ever, because that's garbage, right? It's very clearly garbage. Why I'm not taking Luka here is in finals week for the recommended playoff schedule that I throw out to everybody, which ends on the 24th of March... The Mavericks play two games. Now, that's presuming you're going to make the finals. But if I've got other guys close, and I do, I've got Halliburton, I've got Shea, I've got Doncic, all in a similar spot, I'll push the guy with two games in a playoff week down. So I'll take Shea here at number four. And I've said this many times, I think I would even consider taking Steph ahead. I would have considered taking Steph ahead of Doncic had I felt better about Steph's health and his age. But I don't, so I won't. So to me, Doncic falls to probably five, and I might have even considered it at six, but that doesn't matter here because we're taking Shea at number four. That's how we roll. And I think with a Shea pick at four, we can easily punt threes. We can also punt assists. So I don't know, or we could try a balance thing. We'll see how it plays out. I'm not going in with a preconceived notion of what I am going to do. Today's episode is brought to you by Fangel Sportsbook. Snap into action this NFL season with FanJul, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed, when you place a $5 bet, that's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. So if you've been thinking about joining Fangel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. As we were talking yesterday, well, not actually not yesterday, the show hasn't never gone to air. It's tomorrow, Noah Rubin was on, and I was asking him about B. John Robinson's Rookie of the Year chances, and then off air, he said, why don't you go with Devon A-Chain? Yeah, maybe we can go Devon A-Chain for Rookie of the Year. We can go with uh, Tua for MVP, Dolphins Super Bowl. Maybe we can chuck all that together into a parlay. Whatever you want to do, the options are endless over on Fangio. So go to Fangio.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Fangio is an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bird Dogs, the most comfortable shorts that you will ever wear. That's not their, their tagline. I'll give their tagline later, but they are. I love wearing my Bird Dogs because not only are they comfortable and they look good from the outside, but they've got this um, stretch fabric underneath, which gives you this slimmer look, gives you a sculpted look around the thighs. And let's be honest, we all need a little bit of help in that area. They're stretch khaki shorts. They look just like a regular car key short, but they fit slimmer and they just make you look better. And they are functional for any occasion: golf, date, dinner, um, barbecue, watching a game, working out, lounging around, recording a podcast, whatever it is. Bird Dogs will work for any of those situations. So go to birddogscom slash or enter the pro- or and yeah or enter the promo code lockedonnba at checkout, and you get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogscom NBA for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. As I hit the wrong button. All right, so we're going to get ready for this mock draft now. And I pick it, pick four. Exciting. All right, here we are going into the draft. Pick number four is me with Shay. We are like well, 60 seconds um, to go. Um, all right. So, yeah, as I said, the reason I am going to take Shea ahead of Luca, and you know, I am debating it because I'm looking at my Durant metric as well for the pick five Show I could, Durant actually puts Tatum really highly. I might actually just consider a Tatum at five pick. Now, in a roto league, I don't know that I would do that because playoffs aren't that important. But, yeah, that's that is something to think about, I think, is that I don't care about a three-game week or a four-game week or 11 games versus 12, usually for playoffs, but two games where Luka plays two in that final week and LaMelo Ball plays two as well. That's a little rough. It is a little rough. All right, we're off. Jokic goes at one. Let's see if these guys listen to the rules and they're going to leave Shea for me. Luca goes at two. Okay, that is interesting. That is interesting. This should be Halliburton, I'm guessing. Oh no, it'll be Embiid. What am I talking about? So you, Doncic over Embiid. All right, cool. Embiid goes and then I will start off with Gilgis Alexander. So now let's work out Who's going to come back to me at this next pick? That That is hard to work out. I I think what the pick I'm liking the most probably at the moment is pick five. Although, again, that Dontich issue is a bit iffy. Because um, it gives you a better option in round two. And the end of round two can be a little bit rough. It's, can be, it's Butler, it's Paul George, it's Jim Harden sometimes, it's Kawhi. Like, how do you trust those guys? It, it is pretty hard to trust them. So Halliburton goes five, Tatum six. That's just standard, really. This should be Steph or Giannis. I'm guessing. There you go, Steph. This will be Giannis or Mellow. I very okay, yesterday we saw Davis go at seven, but very rarely that top nine changes. So Mallow goes at eight. Let's see where Giannis goes. I haven't had any crazy ones like these top eight, top nine players falling into round two. I might. I reckon I'm going to do this whole 14 pick. Series. I'll do some more Roto on points mocks. Don't worry. Giannis goes at nine. I might do one where I just go wild and just mix it up and just chuck somebody completely different because honestly, we don't know. We don't know what is going to happen. There is changes in the top ten. There's changes in the top fifty every year. We don't know. So maybe we'll mix it up a bit. Durant at ten. Lillard eleven. I'd probably lean Lillard over Durant at the moment, even though there is uncertainty about usage and touches with Giannis and how that all plays out. New player in a new team. There's always a little bit to worry about. A little bit. So Lilith goes at eleven at twelve. I'm guessing it's Davis and Trey is the usual combo there. And again, it's also always one of those things where you can look at look at Trey Young's ranking, ranking, nine cat ranking last season, you'll see it's fifty. But What does that tell you? It doesn't tell you a single thing because he's never getting picked there. He's consistently going in round two. Giannis was ranked 100th. He goes at nine in most drafts. So that's why I really push back against those straight rankings with turnovers because that actually don't tell you a single thing. And there's so much flaw or so many flaws in the actual maths involved to get there that what benefit is it? It's nothing. It doesn't benefit you in the slightest. Anthony Edwards at 13. So Trey is falling. Kyrie at 14. My worry with Kyrie is also the two games, but it is that there was the assist dip playing alongside Luca, which we have to account for. So Trey goes at the next pick, which was 15. So we are, what, four picks away from me, five picks away from me. Um... Sabonis at 16. That's Sabonis and Giannis is a great combo. I actually really like Sabonis in the second round because I think he pairs with so many different guys. You can lean into things like punt free throws, but you can also add him to things that are punt blocks because he's a big man who gets those other stats in. As much as I have criticisms about Sabonis as a player and his um, ability to push further in the playoffs and defense, all that sort of stuff. Frost in this perspective, he's really, really good. Booker at 17. Now we're starting to get into that. Well, Don Mitchell's got to go soon. I am getting more and more confident, and I don't want to be. I'm getting more and more confident in Kawhi. I, I'm i not going to take him at 21. Is it 21? Yeah, I'm not going to take him at 21, but I'm not far off it. Tanya telling you now. Ooh, can I get Don Mitchell here? Because that changes things up. If I can get Donovan Mitchell, ooh, otherwise it's going to be a rough group of guys that I'm not super interested in. I can get Donovan Mitchell. Oh. Where's Mitchell on this list? Or did I miss him? Did he go? He didn't go. He did go. What am I talking about? He went in the middle there before Mikhail Bridges. I better make a pick. Who am I going to pick? Um. Wow. I know you guys are laughing at me. Saying, oh my God, he's already gone. I'm going to take Jim. Let's take Harden. Oh, I don't feel I don't feel confident with that, but I do know that Harden is going to put up some numbers somewhere. He's gonna put up some numbers somewhere. This is the yeah that's it's rough man. There was Paul George, Kawhi. There's just so many question marks about a lot of the guys here. I didn't want to go with Jaron there. Jaron, I prefer to slide a couple of spots down. Van Vliet. yeah, my. Okay. There's just there is a lot of question marks at that spot, isn't there? Like, my projections are showing, like, a Porzingis there. Yeah, I don't think so. Jimmy Butler, maybe. I'm also diversifying some of the players that I'm drafting to, just so there's a mix of different guys. But that's... So, getting hard in there, probably... Not probably. It takes away my um, likelihood of punting assists with Shea. Ooh. So, Vembley goes at 22... K 23, Butler, 24. So George and Kawhi are both sliding. And I do end up... Well, Jaren goes next. I do seem to end up with them a lot. I'm not going to be able to... If Paul George and Kawhi are available for me at the next pick, it's going to be hard to avoid. Part of the issue is going to be, though, if Harden is on the Clippers, do I want those guys... Not that I care about having players on the same team, but when they join up, it just takes a little bit off the top of both. And that would be probably the only reason I avoid it. Darius Garland goes at twenty six. See, so I'm going to have this option now to pick between them, and that's they're both there. <sighs> okay, I, I've got it. I've got to do it. I've, I have to. Yeah, it's risky as, but let's just let's just shoot Kawhi. It is risky, but this is that's value. I I think it's value there. There is risk, though, in combining Harden and Kawhi together. Um, it is very risky, but I just, yeah, I'm letting, the, yeah, these this is more of a situation where I didn't love what was presented to me in round two, and then Kawhi fell to me. Like, I could have taken a Lowry market in there, but again, you put those guys up against each other, and we know that Kawhi is a better option there. Um. People are, I tweeted this yesterday, that people just hate, there are certain picks that I I have made that people hate. They hate when you draft Paul George in round three. Bloke's never healthy, he's he's trash. Um, They hate when you draft Jordan Poole, and they hate when you draft Fred Van Vliet. I'm not really sure why there's so much hatred around it. Weminyama, I talked the other day about how Wemby was going in the fourth round in most drafts, and now he's going in round three Nearly in the last two. It's a little high for me at 30, a little high, especially with some other guys on the board. The usual names at the top. Desmond Bain is still there. Now, I am not the biggest Bain guy. I did take him in at pick 23 in one draft. More for a pairing situation. Um, but a little surprised to see that he's still available here. So I think there's some good options. I think Bain's strong here. Poole, Markin and Levine, Jamal Murray, Brunson. All those guys are still uh, available. LeBron going at 32. I, I, just, I don't think I'm going to end up drafting LeBron anywhere. I just... With his age, recoveries from injuries is always... It's tough, man. That That's part of the issue. The real steal from you, Ariel, at, for Des Bane there at 34. I haven't found a team that I'm going to pick on as much in this draft. Everyone's been pretty switched on. Not that the other guys are switched on, but what I mean was is in the last couple of mocks, there's been someone who's just gone against my thoughts, which I love. It's great to have that because it provides different perspective. But everyone else is sort of doing things about right, I think. Maybe it was a little early for Garland. Whatever. Who cares? Darren Fox goes there okay you could make an argument that that's early but I think it's actually totally okay as well interesting to see that he does go ahead of um Jamal Murray and Jalen Bronson wonder the next big question for me is going to be where where does Zion end up also why is Markin and a pool still available we're getting into interesting territory here for these guys I know people are going to be out on pool I'm aware of that Because they just think he's a terrible player for some reason. Ooh, wow, that's early. Is it? Oh, it is a little. 36 for Siakam, 37 for Zion Williamson. I think the thing with him at 37, and he's on the turn, so you get some leeway, is that even if he stays healthy, in a category league, there's just so much you need to sort of scrounge around to make it make sense. But he doesn't have a strong free throw guy on his team, so there's no problem with him torpedoing a category there. And he's an excellent field goal goal guy, scorer. Um, He did improve defensive stats last season as well in the limited time that he played. Dejounte Murray goes at 39. And while I'm down on Dejounte compared to others in round four, it's it's reasonable. It's reasonable. I just don't think that he's as good of a real-life player as some others do. Therefore, I don't look at last season as a blip and expecting him to get back to these excellent numbers. I don't view him as that sort of a player. Evan Mobley at 40. Okay. Again, most of these things, nearly all of them, there's it's it's reasonable. Like Bronson there, absolutely fine, totally reasonable. No one's doing anything that makes me go, oh, that's a little weird. That's suspicious. What do I look to do? Jamal Murray goes at forty two, so I'm two picks away. Levine, or do I I'd probably what's my now, my assists are strong, my points are pretty good steals are pretty good. My free throws are good. I want a big. Do I go with Klaxo or Aiton? I think it's Aiton for me. Or do I shock the world and take Vooch? Levine goes, I'm going to take the big fella, Dominating, in this spot. There we go. Need to make sure I get a center, boost my rebounds and field goals a little bit. Harden was a big dint into my field goal percentage, so just add him in. Um, my threes are pretty lacking, which is interesting because that's because Shea and Aiton are so poor at those. Jordan Poole goes 45. Yeah, look, I, whatever you can get Poole outside the first three rounds, I, I do I do think it's a steal and Claxton, there's pretty decent value as well. I'm going to look at... Who am I going to look at? Could it... DeRozan goes into the fourth at 48. Do I want to... Stack up another big Vooch, Vooch, maybe. No, he just went at 549. So, like, when I say I'm out on Vooch, or you might think I hate him, I just don't like him in round three. In round five, I'm, that's good for me. I'm totally good with it. Walker Kessler at 50. Well, look at that. So, Claxton and Kessler together, right? So, if you're looking to compete in blocks, you see who the guy is. And then, yeah, that's you know, so that guy who got Jaron needs to now work on his blocks to make him good in it. What do I need to do assists are still the hardest thing to get? So what's my pick? Drew Holiday goes. Who does that put? I'm gonna take. I'm not gonna take Maxi. That's just too many guys dependent on a hardened trade, or could or could be impacted by a hardened trade. I'm gonna take Beale at that spot, who can get me five to six assists and score okay. I think Beal is being a little bit underrated at the moment. So I'm okay with getting him there. Like I def I would never take personally Drew Holiday over Brad Beal. Maxi was someone I was looking at there. Jarrett Allen is also an interesting option for us. And I really want to target some later round bigs like a Kongwu. Maybe round seven for him. Ooh, as my voice cracks, round seven for him, maybe. Ananobi. Ananobi's totally okay. I don't think there's much ceiling in him there. But that's okay. Now, you know that I like to try and get some ceiling, guys. Kawhi at round three is a ceiling play. It's a first-round ceiling play. Beal in round five, I think, is a round three ceiling play. And I think Aiton in round four is a round three ceiling play. They're not crazy, crazy ceiling plays. But I wouldn't say that Beal at 53 is his floor. uh, Or, sorry, his ceiling. And I wouldn't say Aiton at the end of the 40s is his floor either. Ananobi goes after Beale, then Chet, then Scott Barnes, then Julius Randle. That is a pretty common run there. And I reckon we're gonna see Giddy and Jalen Williams and Shangoon and Ingram as the next four picks, is my guess. Oh, they're actually the, all the four guys at the top of the queue. Um that Randall team would I think would love to grab Paulo Boncero on the way back around. I think that would make a lot of sense once you've got Randall. Oh, there goes Giddy. So let's see, does that order go? Does that ought hold of those four guys? Shangoon, there we go. Jalen Williams and Brandon Ingram. Let's see. Jarrett Allen's sliding a bit as well. He might make a bit of sense for my team. I doubt he's making it back to me, though. And we're really thinking about it here. Oh, Jarrett Allen does go. Okay, so that Ingram and Williams, that's broken up. And I'm very surprised here to see Maxi sliding this far. Very surprised. What's gonna happen, right? Is Harden might get traded, and then Maxi's gonna start going to pick thirty six. Uh, I'm telling you, that's what's gonna that's what's going to happen. I feel really confident about that, and people are gonna overdraft Terrence Mann if he comes back. Gobert at sixty, very interesting pick. Obviously, all going bad free throw. Also, remember Flame Horizon, who can't hear me while I'm talking here. Just because you're punting free throws, you don't have to draft bad free throw shooters. You don't have to. Ingram, that there is really good at sixty one. Very intriguing to see the Bronco fall down and Maxi fall into round six. That is a little surprising. And Franz Wagner goes, so these guys are still falling. What's with the Maxi stuff? I know, Who are the guys that I'm going to complain about when they get drafted? When CJ goes in the 70s, I'm going to complain. When Buddy Heald goes in the 70s, I'm going to complain. They're probably the two major ones that nearly always happen. Ooh, Anthony Simons. Let's chuck Kuzma. was is always a guy I look at. Johnson's injured, but I'll put him in my queue. Vassell and Simons. We'll chuck him into the queue. Chucky John Collins in there. He might work on my team. I'll throw Scooter in there as well. Um, Oh, there goes Maxi finally at 63. So when we look at my team and its strengths, really good free throws, good assists, good steals, good points. Um, Solid field goals at around 50%. And then need to work on my rebounds and blocks and threes. These are the things I need to concentrate on for these coming up picks. Apollo goes at 64. That's why I've got some like Johnsons and Kuzmas, Simons. Really boost some of those scoring numbers up. Rebounds is a John Collins, who I would hope to be able to snag in round eight. Don't think I will, though. The news from the Nets that I saw today is that they're starting... Simmons, Dinwiddie, Bridges, and Claxton. The other fifth starter is Cam Johnson, but he's hurt. And at the moment, they've been alternating uh, Lonnie Walker and Darius Baisley in that slot. But their second unit was Dennis Smith, Cam Thomas, uh, O'Neill Finney, Smith, and Sharp. So it looks like Walker and Baisley aren't in the rotation, which is as I sort of expected, which is good. And it's good to see that Simmons and Dinwiddie starting together is something that looks like it is happening. It is my pick. Jakob Purtle just went. So, Simons is probably my guy here, isn't he? Yeah, I'm going to take Simons. Boost the threes. Boost the scoring. We're at pick 69. Of course we are. So I'll take Simons there. He's actually got upside to be a f- top 50 player, I think. And after Hero had gone, that sort of archetype of player was running down a little bit. Needs to be Brooke Lopez time pretty soon. Same with Jeremy Grant. Mark Williams there. Hmm, okay. I took Williams at 72 in one draft. I do like what Williams can do. I know that people are always skeptical. There's, what I've been noticing a lot recently in reading fantasy things and comments is that people are skeptical. They're like, unless I've seen it ever happen before, I can't believe that it will ever happen. And I get that to a degree, but sometimes you, the way you win a league is by taking a chance and by getting the guy to blow up. Now, is Mark Williams blowing up from that spot? Not necessarily, but it's trying to find the the, the role in the spaces and the abilities for guys to do it. You know, I was big on taking Shea in the 40s last year. Um, I was big on taking and in the 70s, and it worked out really well. I don't like taking Jar there at all, by the way, at that pick. But like, that's why like, I'm happy to take pool in this spot because everything seems to align for big numbers. Same with Mark Williams. I think everything's going to be pretty good for him. But you haven't seen it. So people criticize that all the time. Devin Vassell at 73, which I get it. I understand Like you'd want to have seen something happen, but it's not like we're projecting things that don't make sense with the player's build and his skill set and all that sort of stuff. Oh, CJ, there it is. I knew it. There'd be a pick I hated somewhere. CJ at 75 is it. Now, what do I do here? Do I go with my list? You tell you who's coming up near the top of my chart here. I might... It's early. Do I take John? I'm going to... Oh, bloody hell. I'm running slow. Oh, damn it. I'm going to take a Kongwu. I just want to grab him here. And I hope I get Collins on the way back around. Kongwu's. A good big man because he doesn't hurt your free throws. Help gives me a nice little rebound boost. Um, there are other guys there I could have got. Yeah, that, that's a weird spot. Probably could have taken Brook. I just don't like to trust the age. Uh, Rogier was a uh, John Collins is you know an option for me. I'm not sure where to take him. Miles Bridges will throw him onto the queue. Jabari is going to go onto the queue. Gafford for sure is. Fultz is, Smart is. Middleton at 78. Wendell Carter, 77. So my team is really quite not great in threes. But again, I feel like I can get them up a little bit at the end. They're sitting at like 1.6, which is not a good number. When there's some others running at 2.7 for one team. Super schlong, 2.7 threes projected per game. That's unbelievably high. He's so far ahead of everyone in that category. That's not true, actually, because back to back BB is running at 2.7 as well. And Rafael Suarez at the top is running at 1.3 per game. Really just doesn't care about it. That's what happens when you've got Butler and DeRozan on your team. Austin Reeves at 80. Reasonable. There hasn't been much that I've really like looked at as being crazy here. Maybe it's my pick of a Kong with it's bad. Um, okay. Scoot at 81. He is creeping up. <clears throat> Tyus at 82. Um. Am I in a position to draft Ben Simmons? I don't know. I'm going to consider it. Brook Lopez goes. Now, I'm down on Lopez, but that is that is that that is theft, I think, at 83. That is amazing, amazing value for Brook there. And that's sort of one of those ones where you just sort of have to do it and see how, you know, and just, and just take the numbers because I think there's, it's very hard for that to go wrong. It's one of those ones where there's no upside, but when you fall that far, the upside gets built in. Rogier goes at 84, and I think almost the same for Rogier. He's going to be better than that almost definitely. So you like to see that value appear. Who do I Trey Jones might be an option for me? Jalen Duran's an option for me. Um Micah Smart. I am I am actually considering Simmons. I've got the free throws to deal with it. I like the rebounds and assists combo. Um look, it, it could just look, it is a it is a swing. It is a huge swing. Should I do it? I don't think I've done it yet. Because he's going late. Like, what's his ADP? It's like in the hundreds on Yahoo, isn't it? What's his ADP here actually, Ben? Where is he on the news? So, Miles Bridges goes at 87. The other one I'll consider is Trey Jones. ADP, 117 for Simmons. (sighs) Could I wait to go back to pick 100 and get him? I could. And do I take John Collins? I don't think I want to do that. I think I want to, or do I take Derek White? I don't know. I'm not, I'm a bit down, on that White goes, I can't take him. A bit down on White's production as a fifth offensive option as a starter, or he's going to be a bench player, but their depth does give some value for him. Okay. You'll notice that I've set the timer for these drafts for 30 seconds so that we can get it out because it's a show. Um, That's probably a little bit too quick for real life. You probably want it at a minute. Jalen Duran, I like that pick. Again, he is going to start creeping up because now people believe that he's a starter. People didn't believe it before, but it doesn't change my assessment because I thought he was going to be a 30-minute starter irrespective of Wiseman and Bagley's presence. John Collins goes, so I didn't get Collins coming back around. Okay. Gafford goes, reasonable. I thought Gafford would slide given that he's currently injured, but apparently not. Okay. Well, can't take Trey Jones, can I? Because he just went. Hmm. Is it, do I pull it on Ben or do I now take Tobias Harris? Or I don't like, let's take Toby and then let's come back around with Ben in the next pick. So that's Harris at 93. I actually think that might be his flaw. Let's see what Barbecue Chicken does. Who took CJ? Probably the one that I've liked the least out of all the picks. But he did some other good stuff that I liked, like getting Bam and Paul and Van Vliet. Oh, you asshole! Oh, so he did it. He took Simmons. Well, there you go. I was being too cute. I was hoping that Simmons would fall, and he didn't. Hmm. Okay. Now that that is interesting. That is interesting. Now, what do I do? Jalen Green goes at ninety six. Um, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie, maybe, maybe Dinwiddie. Just, do I need to boost my? I don't need to boost my assists that much. Clay, Buddy Heald goes. Okay. Yeah, barbecue chicken's obviously got a little bit of different valuation on guys to make, so I wouldn't take Buddy in the top 100, not that we're that far out. Because he's at 99. Sorry, my bad. Um, what do I do here? 14 seconds. Do I take Keegan? Does that make any sense for me? Do I take Dinwiddie? I'm going to take Dinwiddie. All right, let's take Spencer. But now I really need to make sure I fill forwards up. Oh, no, I don't because I've got... The way that they've structured this is wrong. So that's fine. I'm good. I was going to say, wow, I've got onto the bench, but I knew that wasn't the case. We're good there. Um, So Nurkic goes next. Now I've got an open forward slot. So that probably will look to be Keegan for me. Or Wiggins or Bay. Zach Collins go oh, where they go. Wiggins goes at 102. Zach Collins at 103. My rebounds are at 6, but compared to a lot of other teams, that's pretty poor. Most of the others are at like seven, although I can. That's not a huge difference. We sit and overanalyze things that like uh we have 0.5 Difference per game, which again is well on the scheme of things on a weekly basis, is not that much. It's why I'm really or really want big positive greens to give myself confidence in a few categories, and I've got that in in three really big three strong categories: 85 free throws, um, 21 points per game, and five assists per game average in my team. Like they are hard to beat; they are significantly ahead of of teams. Um, with the exception of assists with Ariel, who's at six assists per game. That's going to be tough to beat, but he's struggling a lot of other categories. And you want to sort of keep the other stuff because it can be quite variable. As we know, like don't come into this, when you see standings and projections, expecting that you're just going to waltz through these categories when there's a five stat difference during a week. It's not, Roto, different story. We know that whatever the difference is in a week, you multiply it by 25. Trey Murphy at 108, all right, that's cool. We hope he's back soon, but I don't think he will be. I think he's going to be December. He said something in a quote the other day, yeah, I'll be back soon, maybe November, December. And when you throw that second date in there, that's sort of what you're looking at, not mid-November would be doubtful. Jordan Clarkson, I'm losing a little faith that he's going to start. I thought for sure he was going to start, but I am hearing that Sexton and Abaji might be starting there. I I honestly don't rate Abaji at all. And I think that if he is starting, he's going to do nothing. He's never going to touch it. He doesn't do enough peripherally at all. Matherin at 110, I, I like, even though he was a very empty stats player. But a minutes bump, a second year efficiency bump are all things we should have a decent level of confidence in. Bruce Brown comes in at 111. I'm hopeful that Keegan falls to me. There are a few big men around here that are interesting. I'm surprised that Mitch Robinson and Rob Williams are available. I think Hook, Hooker Luka will be getting one of those guys. We might guess. Or even a Flame Horizon, wherever he is. I know he's already picked. So Mitch Robinson goes to Ace Spud Webb. Who's got a very interesting team, Spud Webb. Good field goals, good blocks, good assists, good rebounds, but struggles in other categories. And interestingly, he's got yeah high rebounds and high assists. And high blocks. That's a weird combo. How's he got his big assists up there for a Spudweb? Oh, Giddy. Bunkero, Scoot. Yeah, okay. Sabonis, Giannis. Yeah, okay. That is a weird team. Well, there goes Keegan at 113. All right. Um or Aaron Gordon goes. People are starting to draft Aaron Gordon a lot higher than I originally thought they would. Is it because I've talked him up a little bit? Maybe. Shaden Sharp goes, I'm a little worried about Sharp. I think that's too early. I just don't know how there's enough touches and how he does enough peripherally to make sense, especially if he's not going to start, which I think is going to be the case. So PJ Washington goes. "Um, Okay. Do I... I think I've just got to... I... I always am doing this. I'm just going to take Sadiq Bay here. A few rebounds, solid threes. Okay, points. Um, pick 118, 17. I'm surprised that Paul Reed and Asar Thompson are probably going to go in these next three picks is my guess. It makes it feel like I like Sadiq Bay. I do not. Ooh, see, Barbecue Chicken, very different opinion to me. Hate hate that pick of Calden. Hate the pick of Buddy. Hate the pick of CJ at those spots. I think you've gone over 30, probably 50 spots combined with those three players. But the beauty of it is is we don't know. We will find out. Um... There's guys that I like here, like Emmanuel quickly at the top of that list. I'm just not sure that there's enough. Like, I started to play the 240 game. You know what the 240 game is? It's every every game in the NBA, there are 240 minutes to go around. Most teams run a 10 or a nine-man rotation. Nearly all of them run a 10-man rotation. And you can tell me that, yes, injuries will happen. So, guys, yes, that's fine. But if you look at a roster currently at the moment, look at where they sit, who's healthy, game one, who plays? Go and do the Knicks, it's impossible. Like, DiVincenzo gets like 12 minutes and yeah, quickly is at like 23 minutes. It's impossible to get the amount of quality players that we see in the NBA into sizable rotation roles. It is impossible. It is so hard to do. And you are going, opening night and the first games of the season, you're going to see players playing and you go, ah, why did that guy never play? Because there's too many players and not enough minutes. It's very, very tough. I did an example for the Pistons yesterday, and someone's like, "Oh, you don't have James Wiseman or Killian Hayes in there?" Yeah, I know, because there's too many guys, and that's without Isaiah Livers. You can't fit everybody in. And I had like Ivy at 30 minutes, and Duran at 30, and Bogdanovich at 27. Like, how do you you can't find enough of these minutes? What the hell am I going to do with this pick? Um. All right, I better practice what ooh, Brogdon. What? Right, let's practice what I preach, and I haven't got him yet, but it's time to do it now. Paul Reed, Flyer, Round Eleven. Let's do it. Has he got a chance of? I would say, has Paul Reed got a chance of returning rank like ten plus or minus five of this ranking spot? No, I don't think he does. He, if it works out, he's thirty spots higher, and if it doesn't work out, he's thirty spots lower. I don't see how there's any way he... I picked him at 124, and he's 128th or 120th. I don't think there's any way that happens. It's either going to be a big hit, or it's just a miss, and I move on. Josh Hart goes there. How does he get enough minutes? The Knicks are tough, man, and they run a nine-man rotation. It's hard to find the minutes. Jaden Ivey, no upside-in minutes for him either, unfortunately. It's just... a. He might come off the bench. I'm shocked that none of the Thompsons have gone yet. Well, there you go. Asar goes at 127. Sexton is going to be my... I'm just surprised that Melton hasn't gone either. That is surprising. Um, Herb Jones at 128. It's extraordinarily... Ooh, and my, what's wrong with my voice? Extraordinarily low upside. I believe, and I want, hey, one thing I think is going to happen with the Clippers, I think Marcus Morris is going to be out of the rotation, and whether they start KJ Martin or not, I don't know, but I think they might start Terence Mann with the way it currently looks, and PG and Kawhi at the three and the four, which gives a little bit more value to a Norman Powell as well. Get Marcus Morris out of there. He's garbage. Schroeder at 129. I've been saying Marcus Morris is just garbage for 10 years. Hasn't really caught on yet. Um... I'm definitely targeting Sexton next pick. Keontae George is going to be the starting point guard for this team at some point, but it will. every Jazz person I've seen has said no way he's doing it opening night, but he's very impressive. So if you're in like the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Bowl, we've got deep benches to stash and you absolutely draft him, right? But in a league like this, he might be useful or a fake league like this. He might be useless for the first two months of the season. I'm souring on Tari. I just don't know how much he's going to play with Block there, which worries me. Melton goes before him. Avdi before him. Boyan Bogdanovich. I'd rather take Bogdan, I think. Boyan is going to be reduced in minutes and usage, I, th- I think. Again, there are too many guys. And I don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to start Asar and Stewart? Asar and Boyan? Boyan and Stewart? It's tough. Jimmy Sohan, 134. As much as I criticize Troy Weaver, rightfully so, they got better this offseason. Their roster is better. Bringing in Monte Morris, the return of Cade, drafting Asar—they're better. Oh no, Sexton went. Oh, he's—I love him getting in round twelve, but that's okay. We do better. One of the other ones I don't like picking late is Kevin Herder, unless it's round like fourteen. I don't really get drafting him. I don't think there's any upside. He's too up and down. Uh, the guys that I always seem to target, Pat Williams, are those. Some troubling things coming out about Pat Williams in. Um, Bulls camp. It's like, oh, it's an open competition for the spot, or maybe it's gonna to be Tory Craig. Yeah, I mean, is he just trash? It's possible. So while I still think it's worth a flyer, if we start to see him coming off the bench in preseason, it's not even worth a flyer. He's not good enough to be worth a flyer when his role's are not even remotely secure. So I might avoid him here. I'm gonna throw Obert toppen. Into the queue, he's going to start opening night. Will he remain as the starter? No, there's some people that seem to still think that he's a really good player. And I just, I couldn't disagree more. But I'm also coming from a starting point of thinking, what are the Knicks doing wasting a guy that shouldn't have been picked in the top 20, in the top 10 um, in the draft? So I didn't ever think he was a good player to begin with and nothing has proven me wrong. I don't believe so far. Zubats goes at 140. So we are in the 140s here. So let let us take Toppin. Again, we're just trying to fill stuff out on our roster now just taking flyers, just taking swings. Probably see in round 13 if a better, stabler player has fallen down. Maybe not, because guys like Conley and Brogdon and Hart and these sort of guys have gone in these earlier rounds. Man, I'm seeing Dylan Brooks getting drafted in every draft and I don't know why. I don't know why. I can't explain it. I don't get it. Anyway, maybe the World Cup bump, I guess, maybe. Um... Is Josh Richardson going to start or Kyle Lowry? That's the question in Miami. My team has taken a tumble in these last couple of rounds because I've been going these upside picks. That's in projected standings. And that's what happened. So guess what? Again, be really cautious of over-indexing yourself on um, projected standings, especially when you start taking flyer picks because it's not built into that. That's not what that's looking at. So be really cautious about doing that. Steve Adams is a wonderful pick, a wonderful pick in round 12. And some of the other punt free throw teams... You missed out, I think. That's really, really good from you, Hooker. Gordon Haywood goes. RJ Barrett goes. I don't like the Barrett pick, but I do actually like the Haywood pick, but I don't like his strategy of taking Conley, Haywood, Barrett. There's no upside in that at all. That feels like you're drafting for a win in the draft. Christian Wood. Yes, I like that at 146. What can I do? Derek Lott, ooh, that okay, love that one as well. I might take, that's a great pick from you, Barbecue Chicken. Um, what am I going to do here? There's no one that's really standing out. I might try Richardson. I don't love that. Five seconds. Let's just take Josh Richardson. Maybe he starts, maybe he doesn't. I love that Lively pick. I think lively is a better option to draft from the Mavs rookies than Prosper. Prosper, sorry. Um, Portis, 149. That's actually pretty good at that spot. Who am I looking at to come back around? Corey Kispert. Jalen Johnson, Malik Monk, Quentin Grimes. Pat Williams still there. Bogdan Bogdanovich still there. Now, Bogdanovich in round 14. The upside's low, but it's built into the spot, isn't it? It's built into the draft position. So he will be a target for me. Same as or Kevin Herder goes there, which I don't I don't hate that at 150. I don't not a big Herder guy. If you go on upside yeah, you have Shaden Ivy and quickly. Reasonable. Levert goes there. I like that. After getting a SAR as well, pretty strong. It's actually been a pretty good draft. It's nothing that's been outrageous, nothing that I've rolled my eyes at crazily. And I think it's been smart drafting. So that means when you get a draft like this, it's just going to be really active and the waiver wire really dependent on trades and luck is going to um, uh, play a factor. What's this? Josh, can you implement your alternate projector standards using the decided cats into the BBM tools? I wish I could back-to-back BB, but I don't have any tech coding knowledge on the tools. But I'll talk to Ken about it though about whether we can do it. And what that is, is that we look at projected standings and the categories and we have to make a decision that like if you've got projected numbers, it's better than someone else, we project that you beat them. But what I tried to do in an article that I wrote over there is showing the... Um, variance on a week-to-week basis. So unless you've got a significant advantage over a team, we will call that a win. But otherwise, we call it undecided to give you more of an idea of where you sit. Because again, projected standings might say, well, you're going to beat all these teams 6-3 and every victory is by a standard score of 0.2, which means absolutely nothing in the long run. So yeah, well, look, see. Look, I don't like that Harrison Barnes pick. John Isaac's a little bit of upside but I guess Barnes at 156. Is there, is, is there even upside in that? Yeah, there probably is. I'm going to look at Norman Powell with my final pick. Whether we get there or not. Do I throw Terrence Mann? I'm just going to go full like Clippers trade here. I've got Kawhi. I've got Harden. <laughs> I've got Toby Harris. And I'll go, go Paul, uh, Powell or Mann. Let's just try that. Let's just shake it up. Keontae George, I don't think it'll work out, but you absolutely need to draft him. You absolutely need to. Um, Fiebel, I I don't really get that Fiebel pick whatsoever. I haven't told you who's never getting drafted in any draft that I see is DeAndre Hunter. I don't mind him in this 14th round. Like the same with Brandon Miller. I don't think Brandon Miller's going to be it, but we have a crack. Bowl, bowl. Yeah, like there's no... I don't think, again, play the 240 game with Phoenix. I think he plays zero minutes. I think he plays zero. But we'll find out, won't we? Quentin Grimes, I like, although the minutes are a crunch. So do I take Brendan Miller or do I take Bogdan or do I take Mann and Powell? Well, Brendan Miller goes. Um, Let's just... What's my... Yeah, let's throw Norman in there, I think. That's upside for Powell, I think, at that spot. All right. So we are almost done. My team overall... I'm okay with it. A few picks where I wasn't super happy with it. Um said, so, okay, barbecue chicken, I know who you are and well I picked JJ Redick. I'm just not gonna like I'm just not gonna I'm just gonna kick you out of any other mock that we do, yeah? Um like what's the point? Two more picks to go. So my team's strong in points. They are strong in free throws, solid in assists, which I could have been better in assists. Strong in steals, actually pretty good turnovers, one point eight turnovers, which didn't expect. Really bad in rebounds. So I lose that category, um, and a solid in threes. Um, Cole Anthony goes second last. At the moment, Rafael Suarez is projected first. And I said, a lot of his picks are picks that win you the projected standings. But I'm not sure that there's upside in a lot of them. And same with Kelly. Although Kelly Link at 160 is okay. But he's gone super odd. Conley, Haywood, Barrett, Alinek. No upside in any of those selections. But it does win you the projected standings. And it wins you the draft. Does that mean anything? No, it doesn't, of course. So look, look at my team. Picking it for Shea, Harden, Kawhi, Aiton, Beal. Simons in round six, a Kongwu. I didn't love that one. Harrison, eight. Dinwiddie, nine. Bay, 10. Paul Reed, 11. Toppin, top 12. Joshie Richardson, 13. And Storman Norman Powell goes at number or round number 14 for me. So if I look at the projected standings, somehow I ended up coming out on top. Again, grain of salt, all that sort of stuff um, in terms of the way we try and look at the matchups and and the way that those things can work. But happy that my team was able to get there. But the last four or five rounds, we know the, the variance and the swings in those things. And Raf Suarez came in second with Huka Luka and then Rev. So overall, okay with my team. Could have done a few things better, but that's what we're mocking for, just to try things out and see how draft rooms play out follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on order scene. If you're on YouTube, you thumb it up and you leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.